This episode of the Crown Refs podcast is brought to you by RefereeStore.com. To save 15% on all United Attire products, enter Crown15 at checkout. We hope you enjoy this episode and do us one last favor before you listen. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs podcast. The audio experience for basketball officials. Serve the game. I want to be able to no call as much incidental contact until it gets to the threshold of a foul and becomes illegal contact. And building that strength and that, I call it pain tolerance. It's your ability to take a punch, so to speak. Hello, bro. Great to see you guys. Happy belated Father's Day. Likewise, likewise. Great to see you here. Thank you, thank you. you got it feeling good? Make a plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm good. Little bang. I'm good. <laughs> From uh, doing a lot of games? Yeah, man. Camp, yeah. Oh, yeah, how'd it go? Oh, that's some good feedback. Uh, I didn't I didn't think it went that bad. Uh, my son, he's pretty aggressive, so... Uh, you know, he gave me some, gave me some views. Aggressive meaning when delivering feedback doesn't do it in a kind way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he know how to get to me. You know, um, I'm, I'm really, I'm really invested. You know, and um, I just want to get things right. So you know, laying it on me in a way that I can relate to, because I'm appreciative. Before, um, it's you know, as long as you're honest, you know, even if you're really honest, I'm really in touch with you. Know. It's good. So, chance to learn a lot because we got a chance to meet, uh, we got a chance to meet other officials, which is good, um, especially, uh, in our state uh, association with the GHSA, um, from like different levels of like experience. So, it was some other refs out there who were newer and then there was a ref out there who had been working a long time but they have to go to the camp in order to get postseason credit um so it was good to kind of like have some veteran refs that you can learn some things from and then some newer refs who you can relate to and then learn together right sure um so even the sessions were pretty good we got a chance to be updated on new rules in georgia um like we're doing now at the five and i'll count national you know nfhs turns to like now when it hits five house we have to shoot now so we were like okay um, and, and, uh, also seeing the rationale behind that, that they were like, they were talking about the injury data. So that was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. and then we did get a chance to do some, um, some, uh, film breakdown and we got a chance to talk with, uh, Billy, I forgot his last name. Billy. Billy Smith. Yeah. On the FTC ref. Yeah. Ref in WNBA too. He was there. So. Hopped on to Zoom with us there. Yeah, yeah good. Okay. <laughs> good. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Going through the process of going to these camps, meeting new people, being exposed to new information, getting evaluated, and um, just improving your skill set that way. So I'm glad to hear. I have your game pulled up. I wasn't sure what to do at this step because when I click. 
click game film to ask me for this info. Oh, so just go back to where you were. Yeah, and go down and click on 3 p.m. That It starts playing there. Got it. <laughs> cool. I love yeah, seeing right what? Right there in the right-hand corner by the coach. All right, where are you at? Where are you at? There we go. Yep. All right, cool. So we'll just let it run, and I'll stop you every time I see something. Okay. Got my, my daughter doing some yoga in the back. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. <laughs> no, that's the love one. She does love it. She can do it anytime she wants. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, we'll let it run. Tomato doesn't have this fast forward feature. Low toss. Let's get it 10 feet. 10 feet. Especially with these type of players. This looks like a good game to work. Got some long afternoons here. Good. No call. That play was going away from you in lead. So just remember on plays that are going away from you, curling away, we're usually stacked. So in that case, not that there was a foul, but just say that in your mind. Plays going away, stay away. Trust my partner. How many games of three person have you done? Uh, since since starting, yeah, um, I did all middle school three three man last season. You got to say three person because when guys so when guys say three man and girls okay. can't not say usually. Yeah, so I did. Shop. I did about I did about fifteen middle school games last season. Three man, three person. Okay, wow. You guys do three person middle school. That's incredible. Yeah. We do we do varsity two person. In New York. Oh, wow. At least the league I work until you get to the playoffs. How was this game? Was there uh, any big things happen? Is, was there like any technical fouls, any play no. games, any specific parts of the game we should go to first? Or are you like just letting it run? Because yeah, ultimately, was... ultimately, I'm going to want to watch you make calls. So okay. the more I can see you blow the whistle, the more feedback. Okay, it's, I'm about to blow the whistle. Cool. Not like I'm rushing you to blow the whistle. We don't want to. <laughs> I call it out there. See, this is why, and there's always been a flopping rule in high school. It's actually called faking being fouled. But if this was an NCAA men's game, this would be a technical foul because this is a flop. Okay. And and the rule has always been written in our high school book. It's actually the same rule. It's just a call that nobody calls. Right, and I, I Snyder did say that too. He was like, "We haven't been administering this text," so he did say it's automatic call it a block. But we should be warning coaches like that's a flop. It's a technical foul. Yeah, I mean, I wish there was more language in like the pregame or in the uh, points of emphasis for the year, but like we just have to start calling this a, a flop because it it's like impure. It's an impure play. It's not a block. It's not a charge. It's a flop. Now, I can see why you were calling a block if it affects the shot. So did you think that contact threw his shot off? Yes. Because do you think... Like the, he tried to euro around it. Do you think the defender is in a legal guarding position right here? Right there, yes. Okay. Why? Because he's planted and he has his... Like, he's, like he's planted and ready to take the charge. Nope. Two simple criteria. And don't say planted, be more specific. Two feet on the ground facing the opponent. Okay. That's the rule. When I when I ask you a question like that, it, it's black and white. 
Okay. Right. It's, yes, he is in a legal guarding position because he's two feet on the ground casing the opponent. Now we got to know what can you do? Um, do you maintain? So the next question is, yes, he established legal guarding position. Does he maintain his legal guarding position? That would be a criteria for determining if a defender is legal or illegal for some rules content. So he arose him. Not much contact here. Defender goes down like he got shot in the chest. Right. He fell before. There was, there was no contact. Okay, so do you call a foul on one here? Or you call the block? I call the blocking foul on the player that's on the ground. What, is, what does one do? Is this a clean swipe? You see one reach? Right. There's nothing there? He's, he hits the ball or the arm? He definitely hit his arm. Number one hit his arm? Yeah. But you you didn't call a foul on one. You called a foul on 21? One, yeah. So then, yeah, I would... So I think we got the... The, foul, the wrong fowler here. Okay. I want you. To, I want you to stay patient through this this flop, and understand that there's another defender there. That <clears throat> I think that contact trumps what the flop is. Um, okay. Yeah, I think we should have called the foul on one. But but by rule, I think this is faking being fouled, and okay. you could look at that rule. It's in the uh, rule book, I believe. It's under technical fouls, and it's part f section f it says faking being fouled okay faking being fouled is now a technical foul in say men's and now in say women's is a warning and then a technical foul so you're going to start to see i don't know where this this, this play is going to get its viral moment on the high school level i'm just surprised it hasn't happened yet okay. and that would have to come through the nfhs finally saying you know, like they do every year, there's points of emphasis. There's rules that they bring to light. There's new rules. There's variations of the rules. So I just think we need to highlight that because it makes it hard, you know, and then we then we wind up doing what you did, which is something we all have done historically. Just call a block on the flop. But I don't think, I think we have to take it a step further and be more accurate there. Okay. But I like that your eyes were to the defender. But here's another thing. Transition play happens, going trail the lead. Right now, your eyes are on the last defender. So your eyes are going to be on these two players okay. and also noticing that where the ball is gone because these are the two players that are going to hurt you the most. So you're looking at 21 right now. You want to make sure he's legal or illegal. And you're self-talking in your head right now saying legal, 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 legal. This way you know if he's established that illegal guarding position first. And that and I like how your eyes stayed with the defender and it wasn't ball watching. Okay. So when we report, just take your time a little bit. I want to see your numbers go higher up. It should be in this reporting rectangle. Okay. Right? And every time our numbers go through it, you want to act like you're you're hitting your hands against the wall or you're stabbing something. So it's got that snot to it, right? Okay. So, so white. 22, hit, two, everything is up high. Not high like above your head, but. I just kind of just pushed it out instead of, I didn't, it was definitely wasn't here. It should be here in this way. Face level. I like the block signal and numbers just straighten them out a little bit in more of the center of your body and look at the table when you're, when you're reporting. That's what she's doing. How far you guys work from Loganville? 
not the potential one that might happen next that usually you never get beat down anyway. Because it's you see that player that, that's right in front of me? Mm-hmm. Like, he started inching, so I started inching. I'm like, he's going to throw. I'm thinking this player that has the ball is going to throw it back to him and that I and I need to stay behind him. That's how I was thinking, but I I, I hear you. Well, you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to stay behind the player anyway, because that's going to create a stacked look. You would always want to be underneath the player. Okay. So in trail, really, you're responsible for these three players. That's you know, don't go peeking when the ball is all the way over here. Okay. Don't turn your back on the players. See how you looked away and you're walking down the court? This is why we love breaking down film. We could break it down to the microsecond and and determine, uh, you know, this is a big principle. Don't ever turn your back on the players. So that's that's pretty easy, right? You, yes. So when we're walking, we're looking over our shoulder. At no point do I really ever turn my back from the players. Um, I mean, I'm sure that you can point to sometimes when you're calling a foul and you're switching and you're reporting and stuff like that. But when you're moving from each side, you know, back and forth, each side to the court, let's always have 10 players in our vision. Okay. What do we got? Hand shot? Where did I call? Yeah, I'm hoping that I can put it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I see. What do you think? Um, I see a hand check because his hand is on his back as he's driving into the basket. What's the hand check rule? Hand check rule. Or a freedom of movement rule. I don't know the language. I don't know the language exactly. So that's going to be instrumental in helping you determine these plays accurately would be knowing the language, right? Makes yeah. Sense. So my next question is, are you allowed, am I allowed to put my hand on your back? If you're a ball handler, can I touch your back? It's a one, it says one touch that I do remember because I just looked at it, but no, I can't, I can't keep my hand on your back. Okay. How long? So this comes down to duration. How long did he keep his hand on his back? Um, I would say more than a second. Okay. So that's good. I'm glad we're having this conversation. So here's another play. When players, you're going to be lenient on the hand check rule in scoring situations when players are, are moving past the defender's torso. So in this case, he has the defender beat. And if you notice, you kill the play as the offensive player is in an advantageous position to score. Right. We don't we don't want to stop those plays. Okay. We have to have the big picture awareness to know like, okay, yeah, his hand his hand is on, but this play's a little different because he's got him beat and the hand is doing nothing. Okay. Yeah. If it wasn't was, keeping scoring. No. No, I also want to point out if that same contact is delivered by num- by number five white on um, this ball handler on half at half court, when the offensive player doesn't have him beat, then it could be a foul. Then that exact contact might be a foul, but it, 
this is why every play is different. You know, that contact on this particular play, we might want to let it go because it's not doing anything. So let's watch again. It's it's for me, it's a, just a quick whistle. You're not you're not letting the offensive player make his move to see if he can burst around the defender. Okay. So just let that play breathe an extra second and maybe you have a shooting foul on the way up, or maybe it's nothing. Okay. You, we can I can judge an official um better on what they don't call versus what they're calling. So like your ability to no call plays, especially as you move up in level, like this is probably like a D1 type high school game. Right? You got some probably D1 players on the court, some college athletes, future college athletes on the court. As you guys move up in level, and I'm sure you'll be working college and hopefully beyond, these are plays you don't touch. Okay. Let's see how you report. And I also just want to state for the record, I also can't see 100% what the contact is. If okay. you thought it was an arm bar chuck, if you put two hands on them, like, okay, I'm not really too concerned about, uh, about that. I just want you to, for the most part, we're going to let these hand check plays develop, start, develop, finish, decide. I like your signal at the table. Okay, indicating the spot. That was good. So hold up that five a little bit longer. White, five. Hand check. Side out, underneath. Or unlined. It was too fast. Yeah, slightly. I like every every part of the report to have a cadence to it and be like one to two seconds long. So it's five, one, two. Hits, one, two. Headline, one, two. You're just moving at your own pace. Don't feel like you have to rush the game along. What about it's just a clip? That was just a clip. I know. Good no call. Good. It was offensive initiated contact or an illegal defender. Good back-to-back -back no calls. These are good matching plays. These are plays you cataloged. It's very, I don't think it's that easy to be consistent as a crew, but the most notable times we can be consistent are on back-to-back -back type plays. So if like we were to have a foul on this end, that's when they say, oh, you're not consistent. We know like similar plays happen. It's never the same play, but similar type plays. So two good no calls matching. You want to catalog that in your mind if you're the lead here and say, all right, my partner, Sherry, just had a good no call, similar play here, good no call. Play up. <laughs> hands off, hands off, easy, hands off. That's what I'm saying on these hand check plays a lot. Now, I'm not doing it, I'm not saying it to the same defender more than once. But two to three times per game, I'm talking to defenders about hands off. And they especially happen away from the basket. So, like, this would be a good time to do it. Mid-court line would be a good time to do it. When the ball's at the three-point line, 
I'm not saying it on blow bys, really. I'm not saying it deeper than that. So as soon as I see that one touch, no hands. Now, if he does it again, boom, bow. So when he called it, it wasn't a foul. There's nothing there when he called it. If you're going to call a hand check, like call that earlier, but then the defender maintains his legal guarding position. He's legal right now. Two feet on the floor. He's sliding legally. He's backing up. His arms are up. He's moving obliquely. Legal. Offense has his arm on him. And is just going to... This is a no call, but he, he stops the play and calls a block. Well, I have nothing there. Right. Going screen in action. Pop out on the screen. Defender. Your eyes are on the defenders here. Rebound coverage. Number to adjust your positioning on rebound coverage to always have an open angle to see who the rebounders are and they're coming down cleanly with it. I want to see you snap your hand count. Okay. We'll do a – so just to give you a forecast, the next session we'll watch Khalid's game, and then after that we'll do a group signal school. So okay. think that, I think that will be great where we'll go – you know, very specific into each signal. But just watching your hand count, it's just very soft and lacks that snap. We want every we want it to finish with that pop every time with both hands. Okay. We got five seconds. We the center call, yeah. The center oh, yeah. seconds, I think. I think I don't got a, I didn't have a did I have a five second call? Yeah, I did have a five second. It would have been more believable if I was snapping my hand. Yeah. All right, math test. Yeah, let's put, let's put around the clock. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it because it wasn't four point eight seconds. It was like five point one. Five point. That's good. Okay. A lot of officials rush that last second. They'll call one, two, three, four, and then that they get a little nervous because they see the viol the potential pending violation about to happen, and that yeah. speeds up their count. Okay. Did you have any issues with this part of the video? So go back up to the top and then just click on three thirty. Was it blurry on your end when you saw it? It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let me try to see if I can pull it up on my end. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that in the meantime if you want. I'm just designing <laughs> Oh, sorry. Hold on. Hi. Zion, you said? Yes. Very nice to meet you. <laughs> your, par your parents are so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun at camp this week. I will. All right. You got to tell me about it. I'm interested in hearing. Because I'm deaf. You want to try on your end? Yeah, I can try on my end. I got a lot of screens on. I got a lot of programs I'm running back here at the uh, yeah. Crown Lab. So, you know, <laughs> slows down a bit sometimes. Well, we saw you make a few calls. A couple of them just, you know, having a little bit more patience, letting plays start, develop, finish, and then decide. I think those hand check principles are, are going to be helpful. You know, I, like 
I like to talk people out of handshakes if possible. Again, not, not speaking to the same player multiple times, but just giving them that initial maybe advice. And little things like here, when you little things here and there, when you insert your voice, that's the gray area of the game that they don't teach you about. Or that we're working, you know, that we're learning about now. Knowing the right time when to tell a player, easy, let go. Knowing the right time to not say anything. You know, um, but yeah, let these players can play. So we want to, we want to see them finish. We don't want to stop plays. I see a lot of officials, they have kick whistles upon contact. You know, they get reactionary. Okay. Where we, uh, that's one of the biggest mistakes we make is reactionary mistakes to contact because we don't give ourselves enough time. So the longer you can see a play, the more accurate you're going to be. One of my nicknames I gave myself is No Call Paul. No Call Paul. Because I want to be able to no call as much incidental contact until it gets to the threshold of a foul and becomes illegal contact. And building that strength and that, what I call it pain tolerance. It's your ability to take a punch, so to speak. In this case, it's your ability to no call incidental contact. Are you a reactor and just, you know, because you have a glass jaw and you react to the slightest of contact or because it looks funny or, you know, the offense initiated the, the contact. So that's another thing to look for. Who initiates the contact? Is it the offense? Is it the defender? We don't want to call a foul on offensive initiated contact on a legal defender. And that could be I have my arms straight up. I'm backtracking. You know, I'm in a legal garden position. I'm maintaining. So, what questions do you have for me? Um, I just I was able to. I know Khalid and I are going to be wrapping again this weekend. Um, I was just able to pull up his game. Could you watch him for three minutes? Sure. Okay. Just yeah, it would be perfect next time if you guys work together, obviously, and watch that game. Yeah. And we, and we kill, kill two birds. Okay. You, you said. This place is packed. Yeah, I so. saw. Where is this? It's <laughs> Lake Point. Lake Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've observed a lot of games here. Emerson, Georgia. With you? So this is a referee camp? Yes. Great. I love that you got the footage. Thank good. I like your, I like your uh, stopping in the clock. You're very tall, so make sure we always stay big and tall. Good. I like the close hand when I stop the clock. Usually my fingers are closed. I think it just looks a little tighter, more more compact. <laughs> so 
So let's stop the clock with one hand. What is that, a saw? Yes. So then it just, one hand goes up. Yeah, right in the hair. Yeah. So why not? Want to just stay with the one? Stop the clock. Stop the clock. Yeah. yeah. Stop the clock with one hand, and then sub. Or you can do it with all the same. Actually, you're gonna, you're gonna want to keep one hand up. This is one of the only times where I'll do two signals at once, meaning right. I'm using both arms at once. So, cause I have the clock stop, and now I'm beckoning them in. Yes. That was your play. That play opened up to you in center, so you're refereeing. That matchup, that shot attempt, legal play on. Okay, center, good. You're at the free throw line extended. You're responsible for all the players on this side of the court across the basket line. The center is going to see a lot of stuff that's off ball because usually you're weak side. Good. That was a good three-point signal attempt. I like it. Okay, good. I like the make. Look pretty clean. And remember, I don't want to be looking too far up on the ball. Now it's coming in your area, so you're accepting it. You're now the new trail. So notice how you walk. Notice how you're walking away, looking over your shoulder like this. Yeah, sir. You want to just stay square. So you maybe even sidestep or backtrack because you want to keep your shoulders open. The play was going this way, and you were walking in the opposite direction. So just turn and stay open. Okay. Drop down. You're too high up in trail. Remember, 28 foot. You got to close off all the space that was there because there's nothing else for you to do. What's that? Well, we'll watch it again. Just the same play? You don't have to. So, all right. Yeah, so staying open. Stopping right there. That's as far as you want to go. And you start to go back up. You're walking away. Play's not over. You're walking away. Stay where you were. White line. Then you're going to have an open look on that drive. Another thing we don't want to do, which you just did, is you lean to the side. That should tell you that you have to move your feet. There's never a time in the game where I'm bending down, bending over, leaning to the side, unless I'm like, have to get out of the way from the ball hitting me in the head, but that tells me I'm probably in, in the way. Yeah, okay. I think, see how, my, how high this center is over across from me? He was, he was, he was, kept, he was coming really high. I was trying to get his attention to like come on down so that I could come on down to the 28 foot mark. Let me see, let me see what you're talking about. He's saying like the C is here. He's free throws. Right. Right. Are you speaking about this frame or a previous frame? Uh, this particular. Okay. The center's the center's good. Yeah, this like he's he's a little bit above the he he's closer to the twenty eight foot mark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he could be a step down, but what does right. that have to do with you? I didn't want to be stacked with him on uh, on the line. Okay. okay. So I um, like I was forced to come back some to monitor this play because I know that the guards are playing high. If I might have missed some contact or still up top, you know, that would have Is it okay for the trail and the C to be at the 28 division line, 28 foot division line together? No. No, because then we have two trails. Right. Right, okay. So I, in my opinion, I, he was on the court. I felt like he was just really 
high above. Like at this angle with the camera is center, center division lines, but if you can see that white line, you need to look closer to that white line. Let me specify. Let me specify that question. It's better to have two centers than it is to have two trails. So if the center moved back to your position, then that would be two trails. But if you move down to his position, that would be closer to two centers. So that'd be acceptable, but not ideal. But sometimes when the lead rotates over and you're going to be the new trail, you stay in your center position and you wreck that play that you still had. So essentially, we do have two centers sometimes. Okay. But let it, let it play. Let's see where this goes. You don't have to step out onto the court like that. Stay sideline oriented. Yes, sir. That was a foul. That was a foul. They were in those, those are two hand check calls right there. I spoke to him about it uh, pregame. About this, about uh, let's keep an eye out on the uh, let's be fair, let's let's see what's going on with the hands. I know that they're, they're not as skilled, so they're, they're, not, they're not sliding their feet. So I was I was looking for all of those hand checks eventually because I know they'll be essential to the game. I don't think they, they have, have good, they have good play, it's just some of that play needs. I don't ever strategize about hand checks. Okay. Don't go into the game looking for any calls. Like, watch out! For, I, I know officials. They've I've, I've heard this story before. Let's get let's go out there and watch out for the hand checks. Let's watch out for the illegal stream. Let's watch out for all of the illegal contact and let's be accurate when we blow our whistle. That's the most important part. So don't like get into philosophy about pregame and about hand checks. I would rather you pre-game with this guy about where he's from and what he does for a living and how his trip is going. Gotcha. In a camp setting, we don't need to be pre-gaming. Yes, in a pre-game setting, in a high school environment, when you're in the locker room and it's an actual pre-game, then we talk about these things. But in your four-minute interaction with these officials leading up to this camp game, I would just get to know them. Gotcha. Rewind a little bit because you were also just out of position in the center. Keep going. I'll oh, rewind again. 20 seconds. Okay, right here. So you should be right in line. Oh, okay, hold on. So it's a quick rotation. Notice we have no center. Right? So you have to know the lead is rotating over. That was a very quick rotation by the, by the lead, but it left you out of position. So you're responsible for knowing when your partner has a quick rotation. And so you would have to just run there to get into the center. As soon as you see a rotate, you got to run. Okay. Urgency. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because just remember this, this, this still frame image of Shari not being in the picture in trail. Well, we right. could have just done that now in the center and there's no official on that side of the court. Right. <laughs> That's why I always talk about it in a pregame. Like, I asked if you, I said, in lead, do you run to rotate? Because some officials run. You don't ever need to run to rotate because that's what causes yeah. um, a messed up rotation where the, the, the new center doesn't pick up on that. Do you have any fouls coming up? Uh, yeah. 
I had a few fouls this game. Like, uh, I didn't stop the clock, but it was a correct call. It was a uh, shot clock violation, but I failed about the clock. I just waved the shot. Can I just take a look one more time? Let's see if we can pause it on the zero. Got him. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the first thing we want to do here? That, uh, we don't have to wave it off. Just one, two, strong point. That's okay. that's a three signal requirement. One, two, three. And then indicate new spot. So four signal requirement. On most violations, it's four signals. Stop the clock, show the violation, show the new direction, indicate the spot. I was wrote that down. I was just going to tell you to write it down, but I already knew you did. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get to where you reported yep. a foul. If we can, if we can find the video where he the two clips so he can report, can I text it to you? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just text me. That's what I meant. Text me. All right. This was this was great. I'm glad I got to see you guys work a little bit. Hopefully it was helpful. And uh, next time we'll look more at your film and and uh, looking forward to growing with you guys. Likewise, man. I really appreciate it. Definitely helping for sure. Um, you know, you're the first one to lay eyes on the film and you know give us feedback. You trust your instinct. You trust your counsel. You know, we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for the advice of like logging into the the sites that are recorded because we were on the floor at the same time. So I was like, oh my god, how am I gonna report him? But I was like, that's right, Paul said they're streaming, and then they were. So I was just like, I just found out where they were streaming, and we were just able to get the film that way. So that was a good tip. And then I was able to tell other refs too because they were like, we didn't know they were recording here, and I'm like, they are. Yeah, I know. Every time I go get the get the film, they're always like, wow, you you're like the first ref to ever do it. So I'm glad I can pass that on to you guys. Last question. What did you think of episode one of Lab Work? <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I think it was pretty cool. Uh, I loved the way you edited it. Uh, it was really nice, man. Uh, I, been, I went back and listened to it maybe like four or five times already. It's like we listen, it was like, it's like that's us because we felt like we were learning so much. I'm like, Right. Oh well, this is a this is a lot of good stuff. I it for myself. Great. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Like you can go back and learn from what you helped create. Yeah, man. I'm glad to share some of that. Uh, give you the content that you need. <laughs> I'm glad to glad to work with you guys. So enjoy your kids and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll be doing uh, AAU Nationals girls this weekend in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's where we'll be. Good for you. Yeah. Awesome. I'm gonna also put out. I'm putting out the live uh, the live schedule this week. We have a call with Final Four official Roger Ayers this Wednesday at eight o'clock on this Zoom channel. So if you're available, it's gonna be at eight thirty on Wednesday, and then it always goes to Patreon once I upload. Okay, thank you so much. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. Serve the game.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If our podcast has brought you any value in the past, then we would love if you considered joining our mentor program and private community for officials. You can go to patreon.com backslash crown to get started today.